Welcome to The Advertising Show, America's only radio program focusing on advertising, media, marketing, product development, branding, new media, sales and customer relations. Stay with us for entertaining marketing discussion and our special guest interview. Now, here are your hosts, Ray Shillins and Brad Forsythe. The Advertising Show with Ray Shillins and Brad Forsythe. Welcome and so glad you're here for an encore show here on The Advertising Show. It's being brought to you by Advertising Age magazine. You can visit online at adage.com. The Advertising Show is a copyrighted Big Radio Midgets production. And we are pleased to bring back to you David Meerman Scott, who actually made a, a couple of appearances on The Advertising Show over the many years that the show has been on. David is an author, uh, marketing and leadership strategist. The cool part about David as well is he's written some really, really cool books. Worldwide Brave, The New Rules of Marketing, Marketing Lessons from the Grateful Dead. Maybe you've uh, uh, actually uh, read some of the books that David has written. They're certainly worth a read. But now you get a chance to hear David right here on The Advertising Show. What a deal. Advertising Show is being powered by Shipple.com. It's S-C-H-I-P-U-L.com. A platform is called Tendency, and it's what The Advertising Show uses to market our show and has been doing so for uh, uh, many, many years here. So check out Shipple.com. It might be something that would be uh, uh, beneficial to you as well. You ready for David Meerman Scott? Well, let's go. You're listening to The Advertising Show with Ray Shillins and Brad Forsyth. Stronger than dirt. As promised, our very special guest, David Nierman Scott, best-selling author of uh, The New Rules of Marketing and PR and other books as well, is a brand new book. It's called The Worldwide Rave, creating triggers that get millions of people to spread your ideas and share your stories. Well, David, it is good to have you back on the show. Welcome. It, it's great to be here, Ray and Brad. How are you guys doing? Wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, David, did your subtitle pretty much define what a worldwide rave is, or can you elaborate on that for our audience? It's please? basically when people on the web are talking about you, sharing your ideas, spreading your stories, and I think it's just a really, really cool way to market the idea that you can create something. could be a YouTube video or a blog post or a research report or some photographs that people talk about. And you know the great part about your book, and, and Ray and I were talking about this off the air today, not only is it uh, very uniquely uh, formatted and it's very easy to read, but it's got some great instructions for those that uh, may be new to this particular topic. And, and one of the first things you lay out in your book, David, I don't have to tell you this, but for our audience, are the rules of the rave, as yeah. you call it. Briefly, take us through some of the highlights, sure. beginning with nobody cares about your products. Yeah, you know, what I did for the last couple of years is I just studied the, uh, this phenomenon of why does one thing spread and something else doesn't? Why, why does one YouTube video get... 100,000 views and another seemingly similar YouTube video get only 100 views. So I identified six things that, that seem to make sense in terms of if you do them, you, you're, you're increasing your chances. So the first one you just mentioned, nobody cares about your products except you, which is really kind of scary for some people. Um, and what people do care about are themselves and what they care deeply about are their problems and solving their problems. So when you create something on the web to try to get it to spread, try not to focus on what does your silly product do, but instead how does it solve problems for people. 
and, and how do you do business with people. That's the first one. The second one is no coercion required. And I, I found that a lot of people with an advertising background tended to want to apply the skills that worked in an offline world to this online phenomenon of getting people to spread your ideas. And they kind of do coercion techniques, you know, no, no money now or free shipping or uh, enter this contest or whatever. And, and, and that doesn't work. It, I mean, it, sometimes it can work, but it, it's not required. The third one is the one that gives people panic. <laughs> and honestly, they do. It does. It's lose control. Lose control of your marketing. Because if you want people to talk about you and spread your ideas, you have to let them spread it in the way that they want to using the language that they want to. And that one's really difficult for, to get, for people to get their arms around. The next three are pretty simple. Put down roots. That means you just need to be in the social media sites that your buyers are in. If they're on Facebook, that's where you need to be, for example. Fifth one is create triggers that encourage people to share. And a trigger is just something that you create that's spreadable. Again, it could be a YouTube video. It could be uh, a Facebook fan page. But something that encourages people to spread that you can start that triggers that spreading. And finally, if you do those things, you're going to want to point people to a place where they can either do business with you or buy your product or learn more. And that's point, point the world to your virtual doorstep. So those are the six things. You do them right. Um, a little bit of luck, a little bit of fairy dust, and, and you'll have a phenomenon on your hands. Yeah, yeah, blessing by the Pope, okay? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, I was circling back around. You mentioned triggers that encourage people to share. So many times I've seen exactly what you're talking about there, but yet uh, we're back to point number one. Nobody cares about your products except for you, and I think a lot of times companies think that they can create triggers that are all about, again, back to their product or service, but it has to really be something more serving to the end user, correct? Exactly. And, and, you know, when an example, I I have a bunch of examples I really love. One of my favorites is Dr. Helene Smith. She's a dentist in Boston. And prior to sort of implementing these kinds of ideas, she was buying Yellow Page ads, and she was spending $2,000 a month on them. So um, if she wanted to create something to spread on the web, she wouldn't want to talk about what a great dentist she is. I mean, no one cares about that. That's her product. But she, what she did do was she wrote an ebook, a free um, PDF document, an ebook called "Healthy Mouth, Healthy Sex." <laughs> believe it or not, and it's about the relationship between your oral health and your sex life. And man, did that thing spread! And it spread so fast and so quickly, and so many people in the Boston area learned about it and wanted to wanted. Hey, that sounds like the dentist I want to have. Someone who's cool. <laughs> and her business went from one hundred fifty thousand dollars in revenue a year two years ago to over a million dollars in revenue this year, and she stopped doing Yellow Page ads 18 months ago. That's, wow. that's the sort of thing that can happen. But, but again, if she had talked about the fact that she's a great dentist, nobody would have cared. But they cared about was someone who's laying it on the line and talking about um, the issues um, uh, around your oral health and, and what that means for your sex life. And, and by the way, the American Dental Association freaked out about that. Like, oh, my God, you're not supposed to talk about that. I'm sure they did. <laughs> That's great. A great example of other examples that you uh, give in your book there, and I, I think uh, that one stood out for me and Ray. Share with our audience the concept of uh, buyer persona that you mentioned in your book, and more importantly, why it's so fundamental to a successful worldwide rave. Yeah, so the idea of a buyer persona is you, is you need to understand the specific group of people 
that your company or your products and services help and how you help them. And you, you need to think about them as discrete groups. And, and I, I, you guys probably do, too. I stay in a lot of hotels. In fact, I'm talking to you now from a hotel in Scottsdale, Arizona. And I don't know if you've noticed, but every single hotel room, their, their online marketing is exactly the same. Their websites are exactly the same. Yeah. And that's because right. their websites are focused on the product. <laughs> yeah. And the product is hotel rooms and, and, and swimming pools and, and, and tasty shrimp at the, at the, uh, at the restaurant. <laughs> And I identified, I'm not in the hotel business, but I identified five buyer personas, and this sort of illustrates what I mean by this concept. There's an independent business traveler who makes a decision of what hotel they're going to stay at, and sometimes I do that, and I choose based on having an elliptical machine in the exercise room. Mm-hmm. Um, then you've got a corporate travel department that's near the hotel, and, um, and they need to bring a couple hundred people a year through the area. They want to get a great deal, centralized billing. You've got an event planner who's going to do a conference for 300 people, and they've got a very, very different buyer persona. Um, or a young couple planning on getting married in the hotel ballroom, a completely different buyer persona. So the idea is understanding from their points of view what those buyers need in a hotel rather than just talking about your silly product. And that might mean that for the young couple planning on getting married, for that buyer persona, that you have a blog and every single blog post is information about a different wedding band in the area. Imagine that, a different, a different wedding band in Scottsdale for each blog post with links to their sites and links to their videos. And all of a sudden, you're helping people who are planning a wedding. Important thing for Brad there. We're going to take a break here in just a moment. Important thing for Brad is the soap. He likes to take the soaps with him and the shampoos as well. Exactly. Motel 6 all the way, baby. Uh, uh, David Berman Scott is our guest. Uh, worldwide rave, uh, creating triggers that get millions of people to spread your ideas and share your stories. And we'll spread more of those ideas and share more stories. In just a minute. Make informed decisions about your company's advertising strategy. This is the Advertising Show. You worked too hard, you ate too much, the cheesecake made you greedy, but you're aching head and stomach here. This message from Old Speedy. Our special guest on the advertising show today is David Meerman Scott, author of Worldwide Rave, creating triggers that get millions of people to spread your ideas and share your stories. Uh, David, it's good to have you here. Thanks for being here. Oh, my pleasure. It's always great talking to you guys. Yeah, you know, David, you mentioned uh, also in your book that the ebook is one of the more powerful forms of web content and has particularly strong potential. Uh, to become a trigger and viral, etc. I also understand that you uh, offered your book free on Kindle, uh, or, or through a Kindle, I should say, on Amazon for five days. First off, how did that go? And then I also want to follow up with a couple other questions. Sure. So um, I, I think the concept of an e- of an ebook, and basically there's two types of ebooks. One is on a, a reader device like a Kindle. I'll talk about that in a second. But the other one, which anybody can do, is just create a, a, a PDF document of, of valuable information. Have it well written and well designed. Maybe 15 pages, 20 pages, but with lots of white space and graphics. Um, Put, call it an ebook, and all of a sudden it has value. And if you write it from the perspective of solving a problem for one of your buyer personas, um, all of a sudden you've got something that has um, an immense amount of value that people might pay money for, but that's not the purpose. The purpose is to give it away for free, and then people will spread it and share it. 
Um, I, some of my e-books have been downloaded. One of my e-books has been downloaded a half million times. And, and sure, I don't make a penny from that, but then I get a lot of money back in forms of people buying my books, inviting me to speak and whatnot. And I think any organization can do that. Um, so the other form of an e-book is using some kind of reader. So Kindle is probably one of the most popular readers. And I, so I told my publisher that I wanted to, um, I wanted to use the ideas in my book to promote my book. And I said, let's make the book free on, um, on, a, on, a, on a download basis on Kindle and also on PDF documents and forever. And I said, I just want to make it always free because I know I'll make it up in the print copies. And they said, no way, we're in the publishing business. Are you crazy? And I said, well, okay, well, how about we just make it free on Kindle? And they said no to that. How about we make it free on Kindle for a week? And then we compromised and got it free on Kindle for five days. Um, I, I had... Uh, dozens of people blog about it. I had thousands of people talk about it on Twitter. Um, and we, we believe that Worldwide Rave is the most downloaded business book ever on Kindle. Wow. And, and, but what that did is it got people talking about the book. And it got people, you know, Worldwide Rave was on, was on people's minds. And, the, and a lot of people read it. And then they recommended it to their friends. And it's not free anymore. And they have to buy it. Um, and the other thing that was, was remarkable is my former book, The New Rules of Marketing and PR, hit the Business Week bestseller list the same month that it was free on Kindle, which was March of, March of 2009. So what that told me is people were talking about me and my books, which drove people to buy the former book, which threw it onto the Business Week bestseller list. So that's an illustration, I think, of this concept of offering really valuable free information that gets people to talk about you. And I take it you would consider it a success. I would consider it a huge success, and I think I think if you if you ask my publisher um, that they would also say it was a big success. But it's giving them headaches because now all their authors want to do it, <laughs> and they're trying to figure out what does this mean here. You know, we're in the yeah. business of selling books, not giving them away. Who is this troublemaker, is this David Meerman's guy? Have him call me. I want to talk to him. <laughs> You know, the first person that comes to mind when I heard about you doing that, David, was uh, Chris Anderson and his new book, Free. I guess you, you beat him to the punch on that, huh? Um, I, I guess I beat him to the punch, but I love the concept of, of his book. I haven't seen it yet. I guess it's not out yet. But as I understand it, and maybe, maybe you know better than I, isn't he going to make it free, a free download all the time? Actually, he, it is, it's already out, and he made it free, but he stole a chapter, I guess, out of your book, so to speak, or his publisher did not see it Chris's way, and they let, they closed out the free offer after a period of time. I don't know if that had to do right, with right, the right, 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 right. number. Yeah. Or, uh, we're going to have Chris on the show here in the next couple months, and we'll talk about that. But, yeah, I agree with you. From what I've read about uh, uh, Chris's concept of free, it's, a, it's an interesting concept and a wonderful idea, very timely as well. Let's take, a, let's take a break here, uh, just a moment, so we can continue the conversation. Our special guest is David Meerman Scott, best-selling author, and this time around, it's the Worldwide Rave, creating triggers that get millions of people to spread your ideas and share your stories here. With Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth on the Advertising Show. Stick around. Simplifying the complex world of advertising. To reach Ray and Brad with your questions, log on to theadvertisingshow.com. This is The Advertising Show. Hot dogs, armor hot dogs. What kinds of kids eat armor hot dogs? And in a hotel room somewhere in Scottsdale. 
David Herman Scott, our special guest. On the advertising show, David has a brand new book. It's called Worldwide Rave, Creating Triggers That Get Millions of People to Spread Your Ideas and Share Your Stories. David, a pleasure to have you here. Thanks again. Great to be here. You know, David, reports are now suggesting Facebook will be the dominant social networking site worldwide within the next few years. So when does Twitter overtake Facebook? You know what's interesting is I think, I think that there's different types of social networking sites um, that have different purposes. And I think that the ones that tend to do very, very well, like Facebook, like YouTube, like Twitter are ones that, that come up with a slightly different way for people to communicate. And YouTube was the, one of the first, or I think was the first video sharing site. So now it's the dominant video sharing site. Facebook was the, the first uh, major social networking site that required people to approve friendships before you could see someone's profile. Mm-hmm. And now they're one of the dominant. Twitter was one of the first, if not the first, to, um, to, to do sort of very, very, very small message sizes. So I actually think they're they're not mutually exclusive. I don't, I, I think I think that um, Twitter and Facebook and YouTube and, and and all the ones that have become very very popular will continue to live on. And I also think that there's something around the corner. What is it? I don't know. I wish I knew because I'd buy stock in the company or become an advisor. <laughs> but there's going to be something around the corner. I mean, I, I kind of have my eye on this thing called Twelve Seconds, which is micro video and the, the the maximum length of the video is 12 seconds so people use it to send little tiny messages to one another much like twitter but in a video format don't know if it will take off but it's another kind of a little bit new and unique idea and and, and those are the ones i think that do well and i would think that uh, you could probably i would hope that be able to download uh, video from your 12 second uh, clip from your phone yeah, you side. can do it from your phone, you can do it from your computer, you can do it from a flip video camera, all kinds of different ways, but absolutely, right from the phone, and, and yeah. you know, really, really easy to do, and, and, and um, you know, it, it's always interesting to me that when there's a new format like that, there's, it becomes a new way to com- communicate, and Twitter is yeah. a new way to communicate that just literally didn't exist until, until two years ago. It's on fire, and celebrities are all over it. So it's uh, it'll be interesting to watch and see how it goes. You note in your book that twenty five percent of companies block access to social media at the workplace. Is this a good thing, David? I think this is the silliest thing in the whole world. When companies block Facebook or YouTube and other social networking sites, they're blocking Twitter now. I hear the the justification is either they think it's um, people are taking too much time. Uh, they're they're uh, uh, using this in a frivolous way, or they say it's too much on the bandwidth and it's it's hugging the bandwidth of the company, or they say that we can't trust we we don't we don't want you to maybe give away a secret if you're using these sites. But I think it comes down to trust, and I think that it, that organizations need to trust their employees to do the right thing. In fact, the exact same argument was used around email um, 15 years ago. People would say, no, we don't want our employees to have email because they might just send messages to each other all day and not do any work. I don't know a single company that doesn't allow all their employees to have email now. Um, So I I just think it's really silly to say to people you can't uh, use these social networking sites. And instead, they should just say, well, here are the rules for behavior. It, it, it applies to all media, and there's no exceptions in terms of Facebook and these others. If you want to use it, great. Um, and it actually becomes a business tool. Hmm. You know, we've mentioned the uniqueness of the format of your book, and I think it's just very well written, David. Throughout your book, you have so many 
uh, calls to action prompts that you uh, uh, relate to the reader at different sections. What would be the one thing you would hope readers would take away from your book? Thank you. I really appreciate you noticing that. Um, we spent a lot of time working on the packaging, and so it's a one-airplane read, I like to call it, short and sweet and easy to digest. I, I think what I want people to take away from the book is really its really two things. It's The first thing is that anybody can create something on the web that's so valuable that people are talking about it, they're buzzing about it. And, and that's a remarkable thing. It's a liberating thing as a business person, an entrepreneur, a marketer, an advertiser to be able to do that. Um, the second thing is that it requires different thinking. What you know from uh, your, your, your past lives as an advertiser or a marketer or a PR person, you, you can't apply those skills to get something that's spreadable. You have to be thinking differently. And that's why I tried to make it easy to understand my take on what different, what ways you need to think differently. On the Advertising Show, Ray Shillings, Brad Forsyth, David, we are out of time, but go get the book. What a fantastic book. It's called The Worldwide Rave, Creating Triggers That Get Millions of People to Spread Your Ideas and Share Your Stories. Sell lots of books and come back and visit us again, David. Hey, I appreciate it. It's always a great time talking to you. Back with more in just a minute. And there you have it, another great show. It's an encore show from The Advertising Show with our special guest, David Meerman Scott. Hope you enjoyed today's show. And we'll come back often. You can always go to the website, obviously, and uh, listen to some of these interviews as well. But we were happy to present this one to you today uh, with an encore show. The Advertising Show is being brought to you by Advertising Age magazine. Visit online at adage.com. The Advertising Show, a copyrighted Big Radio Midgets production. We will talk to you again soon. Why do more media professionals read IWantMedia.com? IWantMedia.com features reports from industry leaders and media personalities. IWantMedia.com gives you quick access to news, stats, trade orgs, and industry publications, and it's updated daily. Forbes says IWantMedia.com contains everything media professionals need to stay ahead of the game. The Washington Post calls it the source for the serious media geek. Do you get it? If you don't, you should. To sign up for free daily email alerts, visit IWantMedia.com.